This episode is very graphic. It is not intended for anyone under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is highly advised. The weirdest part of a podcast for me is creating the intro. No matter what you guys might think or gather from me creating these podcasts and seeing my content online, I am kind of an introvert. It's really hard for me to just like start talking to somebody and that even means people on the internet. I know that I am just recording this, you know, before you even hear it, I can edit it, I can do whatever I want to it, but it's still really nerve wracking for me to start those first few sentences. So here it is. This is your intro. Hey, what's up? My name's Harmony and I'm your host on the podcast. For those of you who have never ever listened to this podcast, what's up? I have no idea what brought you here, but I'm really grateful that you're here checking it out now. Honestly, I don't even know why so many of you do listen to this podcast. I personally hate the sound of my voice. I can't even get half of the words out correctly. Not even sure why I chose to be a co- See? See, see, see? Not even sure why I chose to be a podcast host because I don't even know how to talk. But if you're still here and you are curious what exactly I do on this podcast, well, usually I tell you about conspiracies or true crime or like just weird, mysterious shit all over the world. Sometimes I even talk about funny shit and dating. It's just, you know, a podcast that I enjoy creating and putting together for you guys. Content of all different things. Hence, why it's called What the Actual F. Now, most of the time, the What the Actual F part of it is because it's true crime and murder and just dark, mysterious shit. But hey, you know, once in a while, maybe I'll talk about something else. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out, right? Now this episode, I am doing something about conspiracies, but mainly because there's about to be a thunderstorm and I thought, hey, why don't we do something creepy together? So I think you should just sit back, relax, and let's discuss, okay, wait, we can't really discuss it. Let me tell you about some of the craziest conspiracy theories that are flooding the internet. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have been going through the iceberg conspiracy theory list. Though those are some amazing conspiracy theories with some creepy origins that have a lot of factual evidence, these conspiracy theories are not on there. At least, not that I know of. These are more common conspiracy theories that have just a lot of word of mouth and a lot of people that are very much heavily backing their belief. So as they always say in the beginning of a hurricane, let's hunker down, hold tight, and hope we manage to survive. It's time to dive into some internet conspiracy theories. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Now, most conspiracy theories are so just unbelievable. They don't even make sense. It's hard to wrap your head around the fact that they could even possibly be real or that, you know, anybody could really believe it, let alone you. With that being said, there are definitely some that are more strange than others. And it probably wouldn't surprise any of you to hear some of the wildest conspiracy theories that originated from the internet. And we all know, if you find it on the internet, obviously, it's true. Where'd you hear that? The internet. And you believed it? Yeah. They can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. Where'd you hear that? The, the internet. internet. The first theory, according to the internet, that has to be true is that Nicolas Cage is a vampire. Say it. Vampire. So the question here, is Nicolas Cage an actor or an immortal being? 
According to some, he is definitely 100% a vampire. This theory began when eBay seller Jack Mord put up a black and white picture from 1870 that looked an awful lot like Nicolas Cage. For those of you wondering what the price of this picture was, it was about 800,000 pounds. Now you might be wondering, what the fuck for a photograph? Jack says the reason he had it so high was because it was absolute proof that Nicolas Cage is in fact a vampire. Now obviously you can imagine from there, it just got completely out of hand. Nicolas Cage himself even had to address this conspiracy theory during an appearance on The Late Show with David Letterman. Now, uh, maybe you know all about this. This is one of those things that's sweeping the internet. Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I heard about it, yeah. Look at this. This is a guy finds this picture. This is uh, for a Civil War, roughly 1860s, and a, and a guy uh, says that it likely is you. <laughs> right, right. Well, let me say that there is a resemblance, but how can I be polite about this? It's a uh, somewhat slowed down version of me. Uh -huh. <laughs> the guy's theory is that the, you look exactly the same now, and therefore that makes you a vampire. Right. That's the theory. Yeah, That's except there's doing. a photograph of me, and you can't take pictures of you from uh, Moonstruck 1987. Now, look, I don't drink blood, and last time I looked in the mirror, I have a reflection, so I'm not going with his vampire theory. I'm just not going to do it. Now, people who are heavy believers in this theory say, of course he's not going to admit he's a vampire. <laughs> Duh. But I have to say, the way Nicolas Cage handled it was like, how can I say this nicely? It's a slowed-down version of me. Oh, that's super fucked up, but holy hell did I laugh. Now let's be real though. The guy in the photo, if you guys like wanna Google this, you can see it, obviously I can't show you because this is for your ears and not your eyes. But what's crazy is you have a handy dandy computer somewhere near you right now, often called a phone, and you can Google it yourself. Now the guy does look like Nicolas Cage in the photo, absolutely, but not like a hundred percent is for sure him. There's definitely something off that would make you think, no, that's, that's not Nicolas Cage, but maybe someone that kind of looks a lot like him. Let's say a doppelganger. And we know that there are people that have doppelgangers out there. Again, Google, crazy. It shows you a lot of weird shit. Obviously, that's why we're here. Weird shit on the internet that people believe. So hey, it's up to you. Do you believe if Nicolas Cage is in fact a vampire that just decided to be a world famous actor? Cause that's a real good way to hide your secret. Always be in the public eye, in the daytime, on film, in front of mirrors, having photos taken, everything that you should not or cannot be doing as a vampire. Mm-hmm, yeah, yep, that's believable. Anyways, if you believe it, sorry, I don't, but you may, who knows? A lot of people, however, on the internet do believe this theory. And I don't want to burst your bubble, so enjoy believing it if you do. Have fun. Vampires are real. Woohoo! Let's go to the next one. What if I told you that the Beatles never existed? Magnificent. A perfect rendition. Ladies and gentlemen, there you see the greatest tea room orchestra in the world. It's my pleasure to introduce now in their first live appearance for goodness knows how long in front of an audience, the Beatles. So you think you know the truth about the Beatles? <laughs> no, no, maybe you perhaps think that you do. Wake up, you're wrong. 
none of the Beatles ever even existed. At least, that is the claim by the real-life website, thebeatlesneverexisted.com. Are you ready for the base of this theory? Put on those tinfoil hats, guys. We're diving in deep in this one. This is a serious subject, not a joke. This site is here to expose the actions of those who exploited these young men and defrauded us, their fans. It is to defend the honor of everyone involved who did not take part in it willingly. It has become apparent to us in this existence and painstaking research that there were never just four individual people known as John, Paul, George, and Ringo who comprised one rock and roll band known up as The Beatles and rose to fame as the world's first supergroup. For all intents and purposes, as far as we can tell, no one such group ever existed. What would you say to that? Uh, well, we're going to say a doctor about that. So you're probably wondering, okay, if I saw them or if I can see video of them and they have music, how can this band not have actually ever existed? The site is saying that the band is in fact an actual group of people and a band, but it's not how we think that it is. It's not what it was like shown to be to us. Basically, there's a unlimited amount of people that were imitating these personas of the Beatles. It is theorized that this is because four alone human beings couldn't possibly produce the work of such a prophetic band, much less meet all of their social and media obligations that they had. This site goes on and says that it's an uncanny resemblance between various Beatle bodies that suggests that clones may even have been used to keep the charade going. Obviously it's clones. Duh! Why didn't I think of that? The site says that this is the reason it's so hard to tell because the clones are 95 to 99% identical to the source body that created them. And that's where the photographic evidence comes in. These are the little discrepancies that can be explained away. It's the clones. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the clones, guys. It's the clones. Oh my god. That's just, that, that's logic right there. That's logic. So far, the three main major factors in the site's argument that the people in the Beatles are not who they claim to be are the height of the members. They don't seem to understand, you know, shoes, posture, concepts of distance or perspectives because of photographs. They don't get that. They even say that the eyebrows of the members of the band consistently change as well. If you go by that, then I'm not the same person I was throughout my life because my eyebrow shape changes often. And then they say that the ears are a giveaway as well. Now this might sound crazy, but there are forums and there are so many people that believe all of this evidence. They believe that this is 100% very true. Now listen, I'm going to be honest, if you want to go to this site and you want to dive in and who knows, maybe you'll end up believing it. I don't believe it. I'm not signing up for this theory. This is not one that I can get behind. I need somebody Help. Not just anybody Help. You know I need someone Help. Okay, we're going to talk about vampires again. However, this vampire has a very unique superpower. That's right, according to the internet, Jay-Z is a vampire. But wait, 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 he's not just an immortal being like Nicolas Cage, no. He is also a time traveler. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna lose brain cells on this one, but fuck it, let's, let's dive in. 
Now, there are so many conspiracy theories that surround Beyonce and Jay-Z with their wealth and their family, but this one is fucking fantastic. This is also not even like some sort of new conspiracy. This has been around for quite some time. So let's talk about where this conspiracy derives from. For so many years, a photograph has said to be taken in Harlem in 1933. It keeps getting recirculated over and over again, especially on Twitter. And of course, the man in the photo does undoubtedly look identical to Jay-Z, one of the world's biggest rappers. If you've never seen it, you should check it out. Just look up Jay-Z time-traveling photo and boom, it's gonna pop up. So this photo actually has a real origin. That's kind of what makes it fucking creepy. Again, so does the Nicolas Cage photo, but this one we know that there's a photographer. It's not ever been photoshopped. That we know. This photo actually originated from the New York Public Library's Schoenberg Center blog. The photo was captioned with, Does this man on the right remind you of someone? Perhaps it was his great-grandfather taking a break in Harlem in 1939. The photographer we know for sure was Sid Grossman. If you can put a real name of the young man, please let us know. So we have to obviously state one big fact. Jay-Z wasn't born until December 4th, 1969. <laughs> 69. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm immature. But so, like, it can't be him, right? Duh! Obviously, if he wasn't born yet, how could it be? This was taken in the 1930s. Well, don't worry, the internet has your answer, obviously. The internet insists that he has got to be some sort of time-traveling vampire. Because it's absolutely 100% completely impossible for two people to have ever looked this much alike. So you can kind of get where the whole time-traveling aspect is coming from. Since he wasn't born that's on record until 1969. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to grow up. So, obviously, he has access to Doc's time machine, right? Or he's just in, given a superpower as a vampire to time travel. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know how it works. So let's talk about the aspect of him being a vampire. Obviously, vampires have never been proven to be truly real. But it's also 2021, and a lot of things are coming to light. So at this point, I'd be like, huh, called it. But for the sake of it, vampires are considered to be mythical creatures. That don't fucking sparkle, Twilight. This is why we don't show ourselves in sunlight. People would know we're different. what I am. Stop! No, not what vampires are. Anyway, so at least this one time travels, like, I can get behind that. So as you know, vampires need one thing to survive. Blood. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Sorry. So vampires need to feed on blood from the living in order to remain youthful and, you know, part of the modern world to keep going in society and not look like a fucking living dead person. Because I don't know if you know that part of the lore, but if a vampire doesn't feed, they kind of look, they look fucking disturbing. They kind of like get all sunken in and just gross. And as you can tell, Jay-Z doesn't look like that. But wait, what about in his music? Does he give away signs? Most young kings get their head cut off on the bottom. And I looked at that and I was like, it's powerful. 
You know, just the statement in itself, you know, lends itself for a song. The song starts inspired by Basquiat. My chariot's on fire. Everybody took shots. Hit my body up. I'm tired. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't. That's just what we call music. So obviously, you know, in order for him to look his youthful way, he's got to drink the blood of the living. Now, this theory doesn't explain how, you know, he's doing this, going and still surviving and feeding off the living and nobody seems to know. I feel like there'd be news covering the fact that people were going to Jay-Z's house and never, ever being seen again. Because this isn't just Phil down the street. This is motherfucking Jay-Z. So does this theory have any real stake? <laughs> Get it? Stake? Vampire? <clears throat> In reality? Or is this just totally mumbo-jumbo? Uh, take me through uh, your name, the origin of the name, and uh, where it uh, started and uh, to what it is today. Well, my mother named me Sean because when I was born, her was her right. Sean. S-H-A-U-N? S-E-A-N. S-H-A-W-N. Oh, sure, I would get the wrong one. Well, Sean, that's a nice name. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then what happened? Yeah. Um, people start calling me it. Yeah. <laughs> So Elsa is officially here. So thanks for hanging out with me during this storm. Before we continue with the podcast, I do want to tell you guys about my sponsors. I know it's very tempting to fast forward and completely ignore this. I get it. I do it sometimes too. But for the content creators that I know that this is how they survive, I do listen and I go try to support those sponsors as well. Because the sponsors of their content, just like mine, ensure that my bills are paid so that every week, every day, and every month I can continue to create content for you. So if you could head over to these sponsors for me and check them out and maybe get something if you find something that tickles your fancy. And don't worry, I'll have some promo codes for you. And just remember, every single sponsor that I tell you about, I do personally use myself. I'm never going to tell you about somebody that I would not personally support. First up, I want to tell you about Doom and Groom. If you head over to doomandgroom.net, you will be met with some of the most amazing skin and hair care products that I have ever personally used. Doom and Groom are a craft hair, skin, beard, and tattoo care company based in Denver, Colorado. All of their oils, balms, butters, and pomades are great for use from head to toe. All of Doom and Groom's products are unisex, dye-free, chemical-free, plastic-free, and organic. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and check out all of their beards, oils, and body butters. And if you decide you'd like to get something, go ahead and use my promo code HARMONYDOOM for 10% off your order. So now I'm going to take a second to tell you guys about O's Vape. If you head on over to letsos.com, you will be met by an amazing and unique vaping experience. O's Vape is all about a tobacco-free universe. A place where adults can enjoy a smooth and relaxing tobacco-free vape experience. The nicotine provided is that of the highest pharmaceutical grade quality and so are the rest of their ingredients. Each disposable vape is equivalent to four packs of cigarettes. You can choose from 12 different flavors. I personally recommend lemon tart and it is what I consistently vape. I am going to be trying some new flavors in the next week, however, and I'll let you know if that changes. And you guys will be hearing in the future from people who I know in my personal life that also use O's Vape. So head on over to Let's O's.com and see what they're all about. 
And if you find yourself creating a cart when you go check out, use my promo code HARMONY for 30% off your order. Thank you again to Doom and Groom and O's Vapor for making sure that I can continue to create content for you every week because they pay my bills. And hey, a big thanks to you, the listener, for toughing it out through the ads. It's about time we jump back into this episode. It was just getting good. There's no doubt in my mind that you will not recognize this jingle. When I wake up in the morning and the long gets out of water, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I get my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's alright cause I'm safe by the bell. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, Please don't stop listening to the podcast because of my personality. (sighs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, I'm not. This is just who I am. And uh, there's a storm outside, so you guys get to enjoy me. All kinds of fucking weird. Now, Safe by the Bell was a huge show in the 90s. It premiered August 20th, 1989. Safe by the Bell follows a group of teenagers as they stroll through high school in a completely unrealistic realm. Yet, the plotline and theme song claim that they deal with typical struggles of high school student life. So let's talk about the fact that there is a massive internet conspiracy theory all about this show. Forget everything that you know about Safe by the Bell, because the truth is, it never really happened. That's right, Safe by the Bell is nothing more than a fantasy or a delusion, all created by Zach Morris. According to Crack.com, this is the basis and truth of this conspiracy theory. There are oddities or failures such as Tori and Kelly dumping him, which are simply signs that his subconscious is trying to break through to him. Any problems he has in real life seem to just disappear when he's in this dream world. According to this theory, the show even tells us, once every episode, what Zack's real life is actually like in the theme song. The lyrics tell the tale of a day in the life of a high school student, stumbling through an unpleasant world of consequence, which in the moment he starts to have, like, you know, a panic, as we all do. This is solidified in the lyrics. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. And then later in that same song is if the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess and my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm here. This is obviously a summary of the show, correct? If that's the case, then the theme song does not make any sense in relation to the show. Zach has never had a bad day at Bayside in his life. He's never in any real mess. Everything seems to bounce off of him. If Zach Morris is unprepared for a test, he's not going to ride low and hide in his chair. He will simply pull some sort of hijink and get the teacher to do something else in a way to kind of cheat them out of like, if I win, there is no test or like, you have to give me an A. And the teacher will be like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? You know, something like that. But he'll win that like whole thing by cheating or bribing someone to help him or, you know, doing some sort of scheme. So he's not ever really affected and he kind of always comes off like the cool, awesome guy of Bayside High. However, according to this theory, it only seems to make sense when you look at the structure. The song begins with a bell taking the narrator out of his dream world. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning. Then the middle of the song takes us through the miserable, realistic life of the narrator at school. 
Then, right at the end of the song, just before the show begins, he gets saved by the school bell again. This frees him to go home to a world where, at the end, it says, tomorrow it'll be alright, it's alright, cause I'm safe by the bell. This means that Zack, at the song, ends with him being released from the harsh realities of life and escaping to the one place where everything is alright for him. A place that exists in the border between today and tomorrow. The nighttime where you're asleep. According to this theory, every single episode of Safe by the Bell starts out telling us in the theme song how shitty Zack's real life is. It's literally right there what's happening in his real world, the time in between the episodes. Zack rides low in his chair, he doesn't like how he looks in the mirror, he's genuinely treated like shit by everybody, and it just fucking sucks. You know, like every other high school student in existence. You fucking hate it. Unless you're one of the mean girls. Of course, all the plastics are in the same gym class. Where are the plastics? They're teen royalty. If North Shore was Us Weekly, they would always be on the cover. That one there, that's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. Damien sent extra in English last year. She asked me how to spell orange. <laughs> that little one? That's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Gretchen Wieners knows everybody's business. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Hey, hey, um, what's happening? An evil takes a human form in Regina George. I'll be fooled, because she may seem like your typical selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe bag, but in reality, she is so much more than that. She's the queen bee, the star. Those other two are just her little workers. Regina George. How do I even begin to explain Regina George? Regina George is flawless. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. I hear her hair is insured for $10,000. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. One time she met John Stamos on a plane and he told her she was pretty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. So basically the bell beginning releases him into the show, what we see his fantasy world, what he is creating. The infinite dream world of Bayside High. This only exists inside of his mind. And that that's it. That's, that is the base of the theory. Because the song simply states the facts. I mean, yeah, okay, the song says things that never really happen in the show, but also he does deal with high school hijinks. So... Because the song doesn't really match with what happens with Zack in the school of Bayside, it's gotta all be a dream, right? It's, it's just a fantasy. Let me share something with you really fast that doesn't really have to do with this theory, but a fun little factoid. Before Safe by the Bell, there was another show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It was awful, Miss Bliss. I grew six inches. Well, don't tell anyone. Maybe they won't know me. <laughs> so there is no denying this is a very real show that did exist. Okay, so in this show, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Zach attends a middle school in a boring Indiana suburb. 
He's a minor troublemaker whose plans are always stopped by Miss Bliss. However, he always seems to get embarrassed and called out in front of his school or his classmates, you know, his friends and so forth. Zach also has a really hard time and a lot of problems with girls in Good Morning Miss Bliss. He has two friends by the name of Mikey and Nikki who never hesitate to put him in his place and call him out on his shit. In this show as well, Zach is a child of divorce and he has a brother. This is a stark contrast to the Zach that we see in Saved by the Bell. Hey Jesse, can I talk to you for a minute? I have a problem. I know that, Zach, but we've all learned to live with it. <laughs> so in Safe by the Bell, he goes to Bayside High and he's everyone's favorite, basically. He's the popular kid in school. He is free to plot and make schemes and his only authority is Mr. Belding, whose side fact is also in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Screech is as well, but that's never really mentioned. Zack is also the alpha of his groups. No one really stands up to him, and when they do, he still fucking comes out on top. Now, it's a very big contrast between the friends that Zack has in Safe by the Bell and the friends that he has in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Mikey and Nikki in Good Morning, Miss Bliss will call Zack out and put him in his place. No issue about it. Just boom, bam, shut the fuck up, Zack. Now, this is completely different compared to everybody else in Safe by the Bell when it comes to Zack. Zach's friends in this show kind of, they don't really stand up to him. Or if they do, Zach really does still come out on top. He kind of pulls one over on them. He cheats them. He lies to them. And they just roll over and take it because that's what friends are for. Now, we're not going to get on the subject of how Zach Morris treats his friends because, well, Zach Morris is trash. So yeah, you know, Zach isn't the best to his friends, and uh, they, they're still his friends. They, they love him and adore him. He's the best. When he even first meets his best friend, Slater, they are, they're rivals initially, but then they become, you know, I say best friends, but Slater's, Slater's basically Zach's bitch, along with his other best friend, Screech. But, you know, that's the difference at Bayside. Or maybe that's simply the difference in his dream life. Maybe, just maybe, if you want to put some real validation to this theory, maybe Zach's real life is what he's enduring in middle school, in that suburb in Indiana. Maybe that's why there's some characters from there in his dream world. The world where everything goes his way. I don't know. I don't know if I believe this theory, but I do like that there is some very tangible proof of the fact that there is another show involving Zack who has a pretty rough life but still has some of the same characters that are in Safe by the Bell where his life is pretty, pretty fantastic. I mean, you know, he doesn't really deal with a lot of the things that most teenagers do. And I mean, you know, he treats his friends like crap and they're always there for him. Real stand-up guy. Besides the fact that this theory is really just based on the song and the fact that there was another show doesn't really mean much to me. But who knows? It could explain a lot. Like again, how his friends continue to be his friend. Not a new lesson for Zach Morris. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. Fact, Finland doesn't exist. Let's talk about that. Yeah, okay, um, so Finland apparently doesn't exist. It's all a big hoax. At least according to a lot of people on the internet. 
I'm surrounded by idiots. This theory states that Finland was simply invented by Japan and former Soviet Union. So what is the reasoning and the proof behind this theory? First, let me tell you about the theory. According to this theory, in the Cold War era around the mid-20th century, Japan and the Soviet Union supposedly shared a secret about a stretch of the Baltic Sea between the Soviet Union and Sweden. These two nations collectively spread the idea that there was a landmass known as Finland on this stretch of the ocean. This was to keep the good fishing spots all to themselves. The Japanese were then free to fish as much as they'd like without any worry of the international laws. As long, of course, as they gave some of what they got and their share of everything to Russia. Now listen, this may sound completely insane. No way in hell does an actual place that we have seen with our eye holes uh, not exist. Yeah, so we're all wrong. Our eyes are deceiving us. Finland isn't fucking real, you got it? It doesn't matter that there's evidence to show us that it's real. No, because the theorists have evidence that it's not. Okay, the first fact that they say is that historically, Finland hasn't been the most visited country on the planet. So this means that few can say for themselves that they've actually physically seen it. The next claim that backs up that Finland is simply not real is that the Trans-Siberian Railway was only built to transport all the catch from the Baltic Sea to Japan, but this was all under the guise that it was Nokia hardware and products. You know, because Japan is the biggest importer of Nokia products. However, this is despite the fact that Japanese people don't even use them. At least that's what this theory says. Did you know that even the name Finland proves the theory? It's mocking us. It's right there. It comes from the fin of a fish. <laughs> Except that's not even fucking true. So ignoring the fact that in Finnish the country is called Swami is super and just gonna continue with it's definitely the fin of a fish and that's the fact. There's another claim that the Social Democrats are using Finland as an idealized model for how a liberal social democracy should truly be. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but over 5 million people are said to actually live in Finland. So, I mean, like, how do you explain that? Oh, that's right. They have an answer. They say that Finnish people believe they live in Finland, but they're actually residing in small towns throughout Sweden, Estonia, and Russia. But how does nobody ever see these people and how do they not realize the backdrop? because it's all in remote areas and forested places. They also say that the few people that do travel to Finland, this is where they're flown to. Now, obviously, there's a lot of proof that this is definitely not real. You know, like one thing, you can see Finland from an airplane. You can literally fly over and see it is, it's there. It's physically, it's right there. Hey, if you don't want to get an airplane, maybe you're afraid of planes, you can get in a spacecraft. I'm not sure if you don't like planes, why you would get in a spacecraft, but if you do, you would see Finland as well. Okay, maybe, maybe flying in the air is not enough for you. You could look at many satellite images that also show that Finland is physically there. Okay, wait, I know, I know. According to theorists, those are photoshopped 
Obviously, Harmony, come on, don't be a sheeple. I mean, I hear you, I hear you, but that would take a real fucking long time to do, to edit, to work on. I mean, that person would never fucking sleep. Every single airline pilot who flies to Finland would also need to be bribed and, uh, you know, made to keep this a secret. Forever. For all of eternity. For the rest of forever. I mean, I see that. Yeah. Totally true. I believe it. Logic. So Finland was invented during the 20th century, but that doesn't account for the centuries of Finnish history before then. The language, the culture, the arts, not to mention the Finnish people that are still alive today that were born before the supposed fake Finland was invented. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that, are we? It really would be impossible to trick an entire nation of people into believing that they are from a fake country. Okay, where the fuck does this theory come from? I'm, I'm sure you're thinking, just like myself. Most sources say the very first appearance of this conspiracy was on none other than Reddit. Oh, okay, so obviously, truthful. So there was a post in 2015 on Reddit, and if you don't know what Reddit is, I'm not going to sit here and inform you a whole bunch, but let's just say that it's a pretty badass place, but it's also a place where people can just post whatever the hell they want and say, guess what? This is factual. And people will read it and go, oh my God, it is. Because why do any research? No, that takes effort, Harmony, obviously. So an anonymous user going under the username Rare Gains in a thread discussing weird things taught by parents, he posted an elaborate story about his parents taught him the theory in all seriousness. Listen, can you imagine that talk? Listen here, little one. I gotta tell you something that's very, very true. Don't laugh. I mean it. This post ended up going viral and spread around social media sites like Tumblr and 4chan and, you know, all the places that people lurk to share obviously real factual shit. <laughs> okay. So, you know, people read it, they believed it, it went viral. Despite the countless memes that were made about it, you know, people still believed it. Now, not as many people believe it as the initial breakthrough belief was. Now it's more kind of like a mockery. But some people do still kind of hold on to the fact that it could be a hoax. It is very difficult to tell the difference between who's being sarcastic online between believing it and just like mocking it. But the user who posted the original theory says he doesn't believe it himself that his parents burst out into laughter when he brought it up again. So I guess when he posted it, you know, he didn't really think anything of it. And then after he shared and it got traction and he brought it up, they thought it was fucking hilarious. This man actually ended up getting many angry messages from anyone who lived in Finland and was, you know, of Finnish heritage. One even offered to fly him out to Finland himself to prove that the country does in fact exist. However, he also claims to be proud of creating the viral sensation as it taught him a lot about Finnish people and their culture. He now says that he has a newfound respect for the country. So there you go. Some people still believe it, but many people don't. However, there are still a, a lot of people that do believe this and uh, <laughs> it just proves to you we're gonna go extinct. <laughs> and why do you ask that I say that? <laughs> Because we're idiots. Are you stupid or something? All right, that's it. <clears throat> we we gotta stop the episode there. I gotta stop going through these conspiracies for, for the time being. I'm 
I am absolutely flabbergasted at the fact that even some people could, could actually believe uh, some of these. Some of these are just, they're mind-blowing. And I don't mean that in a good way. You just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, that's not what's going on here. It's 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 like more uh more like this. Okay. Even if you found that roach, how could he know where you are? Um heat seeking missiles, um bloodhounds, foxes, barracudas. I'm just I'm kind of flabbergasted when you say things like that. It's weird. Thank you. Not a compliment. You're never going to believe this, and uh, if you're waiting for the outro or some sort of wrap-up, I'm going to go ahead and give that to you right now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Mwah! Love you. Talk to you on the next one. All right. Bye. If you're still here, I need to tell you something that just happened that I can't explain. So I'm getting ready to get the final touches done on this episode, and something kind of creepy happened. My door was cracked open because I just didn't close it and I hear somebody in the hall and then I hear a fucking giggle. Yeah, a giggle, a little <laughs> Except it's not fucking funny. It's not funny because I'm home alone. My son's not here. Nobody's here. It's just me. I'm never going to sleep again. Okay, so uh, hopefully I don't die and uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. <laughs> Yay! I'm also in the middle of a fucking storm, so. <laughs> Isn't this how scary movies begin? Oh my god. In case I don't make it to next week. I love you. Mwah. It's been fun. Yay! <sighs> okay, well, at least I got a few things going for me. I'm not a virgin. Yay! So, like, at least I might have a chance to live. Wait. Oh, I got that wrong. Virgins? Virgins live. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I use humor to deflect when I'm scared. So, my apologies. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. Night, morning, you know, whenever. <sighs> I will talk to you on the next episode of What the Actual F. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just scared. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of What the Actual F. Hopefully, I survive. Or I guess you could say, I'll be right back. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! Oh.